Good morning. Thanks, Gary. Happy Mother's Day. And for those of you, today is a sad day. We love you and we stand with you and we believe with you as well. And keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, like I say, Mother's Day isn't always easy. It's not always easy. Sometimes our mum's no longer with us. Sometimes our relationships with our mum is difficult and fraught. Sometimes there is no relationship. Sometimes we want to be a mum ourselves. And that's just not happened for us in life. And it can be heartbreaking. So on a a day like today when we celebrate mums, it's wonderful to see so many mums happy. But it can be so heartbreaking yourself. And I just want to encourage you. Just through something that happened to me last night, that even when things are difficult, there's still some fun and some joy to be found in things. Last night, we went out to celebrate my dad's, whose birthday it is today, my sister's, whose birthday it is tomorrow, and my brother-in-law, whose birthday it was last week. So March is an expensive month. And we went to the roller coaster restaurant at Alton Towers. Don't know whether any of you have ever been. Your food comes on a roller coaster. Go figure. Go on YouTube. I'm not going to explain it. It's complicated. But it comes. So you order on an iPad and it comes to you down this roller coaster and flies to your table. I'm a little bit of a control freak. For the first about 15, 20 minutes, there were drinks flying to our table. The food began flying to our table and I was getting quite stressed. To the point where I went and sat next to Paul and said... This is really stressing me out. (coughs) And then I suddenly thought, and I looked around the table. (coughs) Thanks, Paul. I looked around the table, excuse me. And I saw how excited Grace and Olivia Olivia were. Oh, I lost my voice just by shouting. How excited Grace and Olivia were. And how excited my niece and nephew were. And how excited my mum and dad were. (laughs) My mum's like in his 70s. My dad's in his 60s. And they're like proper excited. And I'm thinking, why am I the only one that this is stressing out? There's food flying everywhere. I'm trying to make sure the kids don't order like 50 versions of something. And they've got like 10 starters and 5 main meals and 50 puddings. Because all they've got is an iPad. And it's their own iPad. And they can press and send to kitchen. This troubles me as a parent. So I sat down next to Paul and said, this is really stressing me out. And I looked around and saw how excited everyone was. And I thought... Sarah, just chill out. Just chill out. Actually, there is fun going on. So sometimes when life is tough and when circumstances are hard and when things stress you out, there's always someone that you can look at and think, actually, there's joy going on in their life. How can I help and participate in that? Although this is a difficult day for me, there's something exciting going on for people. And try and tap into that and help you to refocus maybe your pain and your difficulty and stand with them and rejoice with them as well. So the things you learn when you go to a roller coaster restaurant, eh? But this morning, I want to talk to you about building mothers. But actually, I don't. 
So that's the title I've been given, but I've just, we'll just put it up there because that's what they give me. I'm going to talk about something else. <laughs> and I actually wrote the preaching lead schedule, so I can't. <laughs> so this morning, I want to talk to you. This year, we're talking about arising and building from Nehemiah. That Nehemiah went and encouraged the people to arise and to build the wall. And the people said, yes, this is what we're going to do. And I want to talk to you this morning about arising and building, but about raising eagles this morning. And I believe that, you know, being a mum isn't necessarily a biological thing. Being a mum isn't necessarily dare I say this, a gender thing. Being a mum and a support and someone who loves someone, anyone can do that. So blokes, this morning, if you've come and thought, oh, you're going to get one of them Mother's Day messages, I am talking to you this morning because it's not only women who raise eagles, the men do too. Because when eagles mate, both of them look after that baby. So this morning, whether you're a mum or a dad or not, you still have the opportunity to speak into the lives of those around you, to speak into the lives of those who look up to you and think, wow, I'm inspired by that person. The young people who look up at the young adults, there are people watching you and watching your lives and they want to do the right thing and follow what you do. For you young people, there are kids out in kids' church who watch you and think, they're so cool, I want to be like them. And they probably don't use that word because cool is no longer cool. But I'm old, so I don't care. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a biological thing for you to raise an eagle. You can do that whoever you are, however old you are. You can have influence and speak into someone's life and show them the best way forward to help them to grow, to help them to arise and to build. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 11, it says this. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carry them aloft. And so God wants to be to us, but so I believe he wants us to be to one another. He wants us to raise those young eaglets and help them to fly and, raise, and, and be high in the sky. He wants us to arise and build. He wants us to raise eagles. And you know, it happens in us first. It happens in us first. Because unless we learn to soar, and unless we learn to fly high above our difficulties and above our circumstances, unless we allow God to lift us up and to take away the things that, that cause us to fall to the floor, then we'll never be able to help raise eagles. So this morning, I want to encourage you to allow God to speak into your life more and more so that he can arise and build you within you so that that you would be raised up on an eagle's wings too this morning. So the first thing I want to say to you is I believe that raising eagles is about raising the individual. And that's my first point this morning, raising the individual. You know, eagles generally are solo birds. They fly alone. They live a lot of their life alone. Now, that's not to say that we don't need other people. Because eagles do have families and they do have babies, but they know what it is to be alone and to be themselves. So don't hear me wrong this morning. If you're just a loose cannon and a lone rider, 
That's not what God wants for you. He wants people around you to love and support you. But he also wants you to know what it is to be a solo person. He wants you to know what it is to be an individual. To be yourself and not be afraid and think, I've got to be like everybody else. It's so hard sometimes. Peer pressure comes and it sits on us and it tells us we've got to be a certain way. We've got to dress a certain way. We've got to behave a certain way. Otherwise, actually, you don't fit into this crowd. You don't fit into this place. You don't fit into this family. You don't fit into this group. This morning, I want to encourage you. Be yourself. Be who God has made you to be. Don't allow yourself to be put on and shaped and molded just by other people because you think, if I don't behave and act like this, then actually I've got no friends. No one's going to want to speak to me. God wants to encourage you to be yourself, to push aside those things. And I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. I've been in relationships myself before I met Paul where I was shaped and molded and caused to be a certain way and I was too afraid to be myself because I thought, if I do, this person will no longer love me. And it's just not freeing and it's not healthy and it just causes you to be unhappy. So I understand the pressure and the difficulty that comes, but actually, true freedom and happiness is found when you suddenly decide, oh, this is me, and that's okay, and you may not like me, and I may not fit into this group, but wow, this is me, and that feels good, because actually I'm living as the person that God has made me and called me to be, and I may not fit into your world, Paul, when we do that song that I know we're doing again after, does not fit into mine or Gracie's world at all. I mean, at all. Can we not do line dancing songs in church? Because I want the ground to swallow me whole. Yeehaw yourself. Let's just do something reflective and then he's more still. But can I encourage you? Be yourself. Be an individual. No matter how embarrassing those around you find it. Be yourself. And can I encourage you? Allow others to be themselves. Because when they are, no matter how embarrassing or difficult you may find it at times, no matter how much you think, I don't really like that person very much when they're like that. God has caused them to be that way. Encourage them with their individuality. H.F. Hansen says this, it takes nothing to join the crowd. It takes everything to stand alone. Can I encourage you? Stand alone when people is saying unkind words to people in your workplace. Stand alone when other people are taking things they shouldn't from the office supplies. Stand alone when you have to say, actually, I don't believe in going to that place or behaving like that. Stand alone and stand up for who God is calling us to be as individuals and as Christians. You may be the only Christian in your family. You may be the only Christian in your workplace. Stand alone 
own and stand confident in who God has called you to be. Because you know what? You never do actually stand alone because Jesus stands with you and he champions you and he prays for you. So if we're talking about building others, we need to do that, yes, within ourselves. But it's the attitude that we have that determines the attitude our children have and those around us have. And if they are built for greatness, they are built to be great as the individual that they are called to be, then it's up to us to be positive about who they are, to encourage them for who they are, and to say well done to them, even when sometimes we think, well, I perhaps wouldn't have done it like that. But let's encourage them for who they are and who God has called them to be. So you may ask yourself, well, that's all great, but how do I actually build myself? I'd love to help and encourage other people, but sometimes I just feel like a puddle on the floor. So I've got a few examples from biblical characters that I believe we can, we can learn from, and it can help us to arise and build ourselves so that we're strong and that we're healthy and that we can help build others. So these are a few lessons. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she knew what it was. She learned the lesson of acceptance. She said, let it be to me according to your will. And her future at that point could have possibly entailed stoning. But she said, let it be to me according to your will. And Joseph protected her in that season and looked after her. Sometimes life throws us a curveball. But we need to learn to accept and to trust God in it. Lessons from Noah, doing what was right when he was alone. He's standing there, there's no water, God tells him to build a boat. Do what is right, do what God calls you to, even when you're alone doing it, and when no one else is supporting you. Lessons from Jochebed, which is Moses' mother. Ingenuity opened the door to the future. If she hadn't had the inspiration to put her baby in that basket on the River Nile, the door would not have been opened for the Israelites' future to be rescued from Egypt. Be inspired with your children. Be inspired when you look to help those around you. Lessons from Joseph. Don't lose faith even when you're criticised. All of these things are things that can knock you down. But if you learn these lessons from Bible characters, it will build you up so that you can build your children, so that you can build those around you. Peter learned how to recover from failure. Elizabeth learned, as she waited for John the Baptist to be born, to believe in a miracle. No matter where you find yourself, draw strength from those characters in the Bible. Go back to it and remind yourself of some of those stories and say, God, help me to build myself up so I can build those around me. Jay Mason said this, and I've heard other people say it as well. You were born an original. Don't die a copy. Let's learn to raise up who God has called us to be and 
base our foundation upon all of those amazing characters that we can find in the Bible that can help and encourage us as we look to raise ourselves up so that we can then raise other individuals to be all that God has called them to be. That's the first thing I want to say to you about raising eagles. The second thing is this, raising the faithful. Eagles are one of those birds that mate for life. And you'll see if you watch things like Spring Watch or anything like that, if you've got a dog like us, you can't watch anything with an animal on the tally because she launches herself at it. Fortunately, it's high enough up on the wall that she can't reach it. But if it wasn't, she would possibly go through the thing. She's quite crazy. But when you see eagles, they mate for life, they look after the young, they spend time and invest into it. There's an element of great faithfulness there and what they're putting their hands, although they don't have any, to the task of raising that young eaglet. There's commitment. When we're raising eagles, when we're raising our children, when we're raising those around us, those younger than us, those peers to us, when we're raising those people, then God calls us to be committed. Be committed to their future. Be committed to build and keep building yourself so that you can help build them. It's so easy to sometimes think, I've got to this level and I can help everyone else now. But the best thing to do, yes, help others, encourage them, inspire them, champion them. But keep building yourself up. And as you keep building yourself up, you've got more and more to give. And as God keeps pouring into you and those around you keep giving and encouraging you, then you've got more in you to be able to pass on to other people. Because otherwise, all you do is pass to people out of your past experience. That's wonderful and great, but it's your past experience. God wants to do things and build things in you now, wants to build things in you tomorrow, so you've got new and fresh things that you can pass on now to those who need them from you. Keep allowing God to be faithful to you. Keep allowing that commitment of God the Father to bring new life into you. It's also the idea of stickability. And you know, sometimes things are difficult and we just want to go, I've just, that's just enough for me now. I've had that relationship, it's been great and it, I can see it could be great, but it's just got a bit hard now, so that's enough for me now. And sometimes stickability is not something that we're good at. Stickability is hard in hard times. Stickability is easy in easy times. It's easy when things are going well. It's easy when we're blessed. It's easy, easy when circumstances are good. But when things get tough and when circumstances get hard and when relationships get a bit sticky, then we suddenly become very unsticky. And want to step away and move away from him. Yet God calls us, just like Jesus, stuck to that cross and hung on. 
God calls us to have stickability in our relationships with our young people when they're difficult, with our loved ones when they're struggling, with those around us who we're trying to inspire. Those of you on the kids and the youth and the young adults team, stick with them through their difficulties. Stick with them through their attitude. Stick with them when they don't want to know because Jesus stuck with us when we didn't want to know. Jesus stuck with us when we gave up. Jesus stuck with us before we even knew he existed. So let me encourage you, stick with them. Just like we see the eagle sticks with their baby when it can't fly. And you look at it and you think, that big fat thing that's got a lot of fluffy feathers is never going to fly. How on earth... You ever looked at a baby eaglet? If you've not Google one later, or Google it now, I don't mind. They don't look like they're ever gonna fly. They're rather plump, they're rather fluffy, and you think you're just going bomb to the floor when you take off out of there, aren't you? But you know what? The eagles keep coming, keep bringing things to strengthen it and encourage it and love it. And keep going and keep going and it grows. So when you're looking at your kids, when you're looking at those you're trying to encourage and you think, God help because this isn't looking promising to me. God says keep going, keep sticking with it, keep believing, keep feeding them good stuff that's going to encourage them. And you'll see transformation come. It doesn't always come as quickly as we'd like, but when we stick at it then wow. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says this. Is iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Let me encourage you. Sharpen one another. Mums, sharpen other mums. Dads, sharpen those mums, encourage them, champion them when they're struggling and when things are difficult. Get around one another and encourage one another because as iron sharpens iron, it helps us then to keep going, to keep persevering, to see breakthrough come when we're struggling. And then as other people have encouraged us, so we can then encourage our children, we can then encourage those who look up to us. Share your wisdom. Share your wisdom with one another. Talk and be open. I think the biggest problem that often faces mums and adults generally is that somebody else doesn't say, oh, well, this, I found this really difficult. And they think, oh, it's just me. And then they don't say anything because they think they're surrounded by perfect women and perfect mothers and perfect fathers. I remember when Grace was a baby and she just used to cry. I know babies cry, but this was like a whole nother level of crying. She would go to sleep for about half an hour maximum and then she would squawk. And then people kept saying, oh, wait till the lungs open. What? Wait till the lungs open. And what they meant was, when, they, when they're very first born, it's like a cute little cry. But then when the lungs open, whatever that means, because I'm sure they weren't shut in the first place, but at this point, it suddenly becomes a in the middle of the night. And I remember at one point, holding her in my arms, going to Paul, I want to throw this baby out of the window. Sorry, Grace. I do love you. 
Anyone from social services in the room? That did not happen. <laughs> Perhaps we should take that bit off the recording. But you know, we're not perfect. It's tough. But if we don't share how tough it is sometimes, then everyone thinks everyone else is perfect. And then they think they're rubbish. And they think they're no good. But if we share our wisdom, if we share our struggles, if we share the things we find difficult, then actually it inspires other people to think, oh, I'm not that bad, actually. Flipping at you, you're right, mess, aren't you? And then people keep going and keep encouraging each other. I'm sure everyone in the room feels like super mum now after my confession. Be honest and open. Obviously, be careful how you do it. Be careful who you do it with. Do it in a safe environment. But sometimes a little honesty and openness is wonderful. Encourage one another. And if you need to say to someone, well, maybe that doesn't work, give them something else that they could do. The old positive sandwich works a trick. Share your burdens. Have people around you who can encourage you and help you when times are tough. And most importantly, bring it to God. When you're trying to raise up faithfulness within people, you need faithfulness to be raised within yourself. And you get that by rubbing shoulders with people who are going to do you good. And the third and the last thing this morning is raising the courageous. I believe that eagles are courageous birds. Not overly fond of heights myself. And they just, up they go. They catch on the wind and they fly higher and higher and higher. There's courageousness there. From an animal that once sat on the ledge of a cliff, wondering, how on earth am I going to be like mum and dad? They managed to get themselves to a place where they saw high themselves. And this morning, I'm here to tell you, if you feel like you're perched on the edge of a cliff in your circumstances thinking, I'm never going to fly, then there is a Father in heaven and there are people in this room who want to support you and encourage you and feed you with things that will do you good and champion you as you take to the skies for the first time. God wants you to be a champion. And as you're raised as a champion, then it will inspire and encourage your children. It will inspire and encourage those around you. And it will inspire and encourage those who are looking up to you to fly high. And to be champions and courageous themselves. So how do we get people from that place where they're perched on the edge of a cliff to soaring high like eagles? How do we get them from that place? How do we get ourselves from that place? I believe there are three things we can do. First one is teaching them to fly. And when you look at what the eagles do... The eagle mother takes the eaglet out on her wings and she flies up and then she pushes it off. Sounds good, doesn't it? And so the little eaglet is there trying to flap its wings, probably thinking, oh my word, what is happening here? And as it does, it either flies or it falls, let's be honest. It's got two options. 
But the mother eagle is standing by because if it doesn't at that point soar itself, she comes and swoops under it and gathers it in her wings and you think, oh, mum, lovely mum, lovely mum, take me back to the nest. No, up she goes again and let's go again, drops it. And she'll repeat it until the eaglet learns to fly. And sometimes what we need to do is give those opportunities, give people a chance, but be there to catch them and support them and encourage them if it's not quite their time to fly. But that doesn't mean we stop and let them sit down and go, oh, they're there. There's a whole difference between mothering somebody and being a mother. And I believe the eagle teaches us this. When we mother people, we cluck after them and we fuss them and make a fuss. Sometimes we need a fuss, don't we? We all need a hug and we all need a love. But if you want to raise somebody that is courageous, we need to learn from the eagle, stop mothering one another and actually say, come on, let's go again and throw them off and be ready and willing to go and catch them. I'm not, talk- I'm not saying to you, right, let's go up to the top of the roof and start chucking people off be ready and willing to catch them if it's not their time to fly because they are equipped and ready to they just might need a bit more support and that's absolutely fine children learn to fly when we show them the way And you know, it's not always a comfortable process. In the process of it, the eagle pulls all the nice bits out of the nest as well. So the eagle, it doesn't actually want to go back to the nest. It doesn't want to be chucked off its mother's wings either, I'm sure. But the nest is an uncomfortable place because it pulls all the feathers out and all the comfortable bits. And all that's there is a load of uncomfortable twigs sticking in it. So sometimes we've got to come to a place where we feel uncomfortable. So actually we're ready to soar and fly high. A couple of weeks ago, I wasn't in church on a Sunday morning. Olivia had um, a really sore tooth and she'd had some difficulties with it before. And when we'd gone before, they'd given us some antibiotics and it caused the abscess to go down and it was much better. And we knew it was the same thing again, so I rang up and we went to the emergency dentist and I'm thinking, I've been here before, give us some antibiotics and we'll be on our merry way. And um, the dentist, bless him, who looked young enough to be my child, (laughs) which was quite worrying, said, oh, well, it's the abscesses popped. I know, she told me it all went in her mouth. That's lovely, isn't it, just before your Sunday dinner? He said, so there's nothing really we can do. And I'm thinking, what? No antibiotics? He says, doesn't it come out though? Shall we do it now? Now, just to give you a little bit of back history. When Olivia was about four, being the wonderful mother that I've already confessed I am, she had to go and have four teeth out. I do apologise. They do brush their teeth sometimes. They don't eat lots of sweets. She had to go and have four teeth out under a general anaesthetic. Paul, as all good dads do, was away at a conference. So it fell upon myself to take her and I'm like, I can do this. You are? Teaching me to fly. Thanks for that, love. I think I crashed and burned that time. There was no one to catch me. You were in Peterborough. So, excuse us while we just pick it. Oh, I've gone over time. I need to be really quick now. Sorry, do apologise. 
lost the thread. So we went to the hospital and we talked to a liver, talked her through this. My mum came with me to help drive the car because that's what they'd advised us to do. Not that I can't drive a car, well, that's debatable. Um, and we took her in and they, they explained, look, this, look, Olivia, this little mask you put over your face, can go to sleep. Yeah, she was fine, there was no problem. I'm thinking, it's going to be all right. And, and you know, you get this little bit of panic and I'm thinking, no, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right. Then they went to put the mask on her. It took four adults, including myself, to restrain a four-year-old child. It was not a pretty sight. I felt that I'm still traumatised in some way from it. So I'd always said to Paul, if she ever has to have this tooth out, I'm not coming. I'm not coming, you can go. So when we went to the dentist, I'm just thinking, antibiotics, it's fine. Then he says, we're going to have to take it out, shall we do it? Olivia burst into tears and began shaking all over. I stood there and went... My knees have left my body. <laughs> and then I went on to, no, be a grown-up, Sarah. Think, what, Paul, what would Paul do? <laughs> no, you used to get them wristbands. What would Jesus do? <laughs> I have to have one. What would Paul do? Sometimes I don't because it's a song. <laughs> and, and, I, and I sort of sat, I thought, I'm going to sit down before I fall down. So I sat down and she's on this chair and I said, Olivia, look at mummy. Now, I know you're very scared and blah, 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 and said something really, really helpful and really wonderful. And, you know, if you have this done now, then we won't have to come back. That will be the end of it. And I know you're scared, but let's do it. And they're going to look after you. They're going to make sure it doesn't hurt. And the dentist and the nurse just stood there like this. And then they were like, and she just went, okay. So we did all this. And they took the tooth out. And she was very brave. And I was very proud. And afterwards, the dentist said to me, he said, you know what? He said, what really helped was what you said. He said, because very often, the parents make it ten times worse. <laughs> you know, when you find yourself in a difficult situation, or your child finds themselves in a difficult situation, it's so easy to panic and to make them feel worse. But actually, I think something's just popped. That's okay. But actually, what we need to do is stay calm, encourage one another, and that is how we teach one another to fly. We teach one another to fly. We teach one another to fly by actually helping and supporting one another through those difficult times, through the hardships, and through what goes on. And just like Olivia, instead of me panicking and losing the plot, I actually stood with her and said, I know this isn't going to be easy, but I'm going to teach you to fly by standing with you and saying, let's keep going. So can I encourage you through the difficulties, encourage them to keep going. The second thing very quickly is to teach them to aim high. Eagles are at the best during storms, through the difficulties, and what they do is they ascend higher and higher above the storm. So when you learn to fly, you know then that when storms come, you can actually fly higher and higher above that storm. Learn yourself to aim high, and then you can teach those around you to aim high. We build courageous kids by showing them what it is to be courageous ourselves. And the final part of this is teaching them that life is limitless. With an eagle, 
Life is limitless. They can fly wherever they want. They can perch on whatever height they want to perch on because to them, it is limitless where they can go. It is limitless what they can do. And this morning, I'm here to say to you that the, your life can be limitless. Your life and go as far and as high as you choose for it to go. And as you choose for it to go to those heights, it will help and inspire not only your children, but those around you to think, wow, well, actually I can do anything. Regardless of my academic ability, regardless of my past, regardless of the limits that society or culture have put upon me, I can do anything. Teach them that life is limitless by living a limitless life. Allow God to speak into you that your potential is endless. Whatever you do, live limitless because then it causes a limitless life for those around you. So to conclude, it happens first in us. Learn to be yourself, to teach others to be themselves. Be full of faith that you would pass that faith on to those around you. And be courageous to teach others to be courageous in their difficulties. And then as we learn those things and we pass those things on, then we can aim high we can adventure beyond the ordinary and we can live a limitless life because with God, all things are possible. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this Mother's Day and I thank you that you call us to raise eagles, that you call us to be eagles ourselves. And Lord, I pray that you would you would do it first in us. That you would help us and inspire us. That we would encourage one another. God, and as we do that, God, that we would be a blessing to those around us. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your love. And I thank you that you cause us to have limitless potential. Open our eyes this morning to see it. Open our minds beyond our circumstances and what we think so that we can live a limitless life. In Jesus' name, amen.